0: Oh, we're on we're
1: on okay
0: <laughs> hey guys
1: no i got it i got it <laughs> i'm supposed to be introducing all episode right too and i'm just cracking up over here mm-hmm. but uh thank you for listening welcome back for another episode uh we appreciate you if you haven't already heard episode one what are you doing Get out of here. Get right. on episode one. Learn about us. Yeah. Right. I don't want to have to explain to them that I'm the super cool, smart one.
0: What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Which brings me to our next part, everybody. Your hosts. <laughs> I'm Vanessa Tyler. And I'm Sarah Austin. And this podcast sounds exhausting. Sounds funny, too. <laughs> this is a good, yeah. I'm cracking up and there hasn't even been a joke yet.
1: Everybody's wondering. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So goddamn funny. <laughs>
0: Go listen to episode one. I'm going to tell you what's not so funny. Vanessa <laughs> trying to drink this water right in this oh, yes, microphone. Like she's I was rec- going to hit mute. No, one would <laughs> see like it. She's recording an ASMR video. I am not oh, good. here for it. Okay. So yeah, episode one,
1: if you haven't heard it though, for real, you should go listen to it, especially if you're not friends or family, because that's how we're going to get started. We've, you know, gotten our friends and family involved and Uh, If you're not, you don't know about us. So go check it out. I think we're pretty interesting or we're totally boring and lame and you want nothing to do with this. But the only way you're going to know is if you check out episode one, our introduction, which, by the way, I thought went really well. Uh, Sarah threw a curveball in there uh, in the middle of introduction. She's like, hey, I found some funny, uh, interesting articles. One was about a guy getting swallowed by a whale. Wow, <laughs> how do you not want to talk about that? Well, <laughs> stealing a mummified head and her obsession with corpses got brought up. So I'm just you know, I thought it went pretty good.
0: It did. It went really well. I'm excited I about it. it. Yeah, it was good, and we talked a lot about what's good like, what to expect in the future for the show.
1: Right. And speaking of the show itself, um, episode one goes into what it's really about. So we're going to skip right over that into this one and just talk to you about. Uh, Behind the scenes, almost right, like how we came about how we got to this point, um Sarah was really excited about researching and looking up topics that have to do with it, uh, and I do the same thing, of course, we each have our own take, our own uh, angle, if you will, that we come in on, but uh something came up pretty quick, which was that sarah uh Sarah gets the feeling that we all get that um she's not qualified to have you know a strong opinion or more importantly to inform people about things so for example i said we should talk about abortion it's very divisive we should have a you know a nice well not nice we should have a (laughs) what's the word i'm looking for like civil where you could play devil's advocate or christian's advocate
0: whatever right and you were like oh i don't know i just
1: don't feel like i should have well
0: it wasn't that i didn't feel like i should i shouldn't have the conversation it was i didn't feel i was completely equipped to have the conversation just yet i'm right. like i need to know more i have to know like exactly what it is i'm going to talk about even though i do have my own opinion on it i do have strong feelings on it it was almost like i need to know everything about it before i can who the right. hell am i
1: and then we realize you probably never get to that point right where you feel like you know everything about it because then you, you no, know, because i feel it, humble, it feels like you? the
0: more you know the
1: less you know yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And, you know, a fucking light bulb went up uh, mm-hmm. between us. We were like, hey, this is, we're talking about episode two. We don't even realize it, which is, you know, about these, these things have names where yes. you feel like you're not equipped or it, they have an opposite, right? They have a, they have an opposite uh, thing mm-hmm. where you feel like you know it all and you don't know shit about it. Yeah. And so I said, you know what? Let's go look up what that is. You'll cover one, the one that she's not, because I thought that would be fitting mm-hmm. and I'll cover the other. Yeah. Um, and it'll, it'll really have its place in every episode moving forward about something everybody experiences. So for sure. Um, why don't you talk about yours first? Yeah,
0: I'm going to be, uh, I'll, I'll just get right into it. Okay. What is it? Uh, I'm so going to be you're covering about- the side where people think they know shit and they don't, right? Yeah, it's actually called the Dunning-Kruger effect. I had never heard of it. The first time I heard of it was watching the documentary uh, Behind the Curve. On Netflix, Mm. which is really good, I think everybody should check it out. Yeah, it was good. It's about flat earthers, right? Yeah, even if it's something you're not like, even if the topic doesn't seem like something you'd be interested in, it's such a well done documentary that I suggest everybody watch it. Behind the Curve on Netflix. Anyways, they they used this word in there, and it kind of just went over my head. I didn't think about
1: it. Not the flat earthers. Yeah, yeah. The doctors, unaware that they're yeah,
0: (laughs) Right. right. They're up yes. their own
1: ass, literally, aren't
0: they? Yeah, they're definitely an example of somebody with this Dunning-Kruger effect. But you agree that they really believe what they believe. They
1: aren't imposters, like what I'm going to cover, right? They don't sit there and say, I know the earth is is round or a sphere, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to say it's flat despite evidence. Oh. They
0: really believe it. They absolutely- kind of fall on the confirmation bias, don't they? They, they absolutely believe yeah. what it is that they're saying. Um, so this this story is going to start uh, in 1995 in Pittsburgh. Uh, there was a 44 year old man named uh, MacArthur. That's his first name, MacArthur Wheeler. 1995 or 1955? 1995. What a name! <laughs> MacArthur Wheeler, 44 year old man in Pittsburgh. Um, he I don't have the exact date, but he in one day he walked into two banks um, wearing no mask. No attempt to hide his identity whatsoever. In fact, uh, he he goes in and robs two banks in this day. Um, He even goes as far as to look at the surveillance cameras, right at them, flash a smile, um, collect his money, and just walk out. Yeah, Uh, finger
1: guns to the camera.
0: (laughs) No, we're about to the teller. (laughs) Bitch, hey. Don't make him Uh, get the real one out. Right. Uh, When he was arrested after the fake surveillance cameras were looked at by the police, uh, MacArthur was completely shocked. He could not (laughs) believe that he was being arrested. Why, you may ask? Uh, Because he thought he had rendered his face invisible and he could not comprehend how anyone was able. (laughs) So, you see, MacArthur, uh, he had found out some way or seen some way that lemon juice is actually used in invisible ink. Have you ever seen invisible ink? I would always get it in like the spy kit things you could buy at the book fair. Yeah. I've seen invisible ink where you don't see it and then suddenly you can see you it. Put a heat oh no, you see it and it. then it
1: disappears, right?
0: There's that, or there's like, you know, the invisible ink that you, you don't see it, but then you, you hold like a, a heat source to it and it appears. okay Okay. so there's lemon juice that's used in that invisible ink and somehow MacArthur figured this out or read about it or saw it and then he thought he had cracked like some sort of invisibility code (laughs) because that morning he took lemon juice in the matrix yeah (laughs) he took lemon juice and he smeared it all over his hands and his face um he took a selfie with a Polaroid camera and see something must have been wrong with this film because it actually did produce a picture. Okay. That he's not heard this story. Listen,
1: it's I'm serious. <laughs> no, I believe you. But listen, I wasn't thinking this guy's a jackass. He's a dumbass. I'm like, Sarah, he's going to use an example of just, you know, a completely, you know, a two year old minded man. But now I kind of like him. So he's evidence-based is what you're saying. Well, he's I mean, like, picture. it just so happened that,
0: <laughs> I mean, he no did problem. apparently go the whole day without looking at, like, I don't know, a mirror or his <laughs> reflection. Vampire, yeah, no You know plan. what I mean? Like, he kind of took this one defective. Well, maybe a mirror isn't an
1: example of what he wanted to be invisible to. Maybe he thought it was towards an electronic, like a Polaroid. God bless the 90s, by the way, where that's how you took a selfie. I know. <laughs> Fucking can Polaroid point
0: that. at your face. Um, well, I mean, that picture kind of Tell confirmed a Polaroid. I don't, I know, I know. That's a guy rid of it. He's yeah, like evidence. I think <laughs> it's evidence. It's just a picture of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Visible man. There's nothing. Um, but he, he had really like convinced that he came up with this theory. How that this guy? He's 44 <laughs> and he was, he was proven to have no mental illness. Well, I didn't listen i didn't say anything like that no i'm I'm just saying saying like when i was first reading i'm like something must be a little bit off but but in the
1: 90s were there mental illnesses right as ellen said people were just crazy There were just crazy people
0: and then there weren't right well no because he had to no he actually no he no he's not gullible well i mean he has dunning kruger effect (laughs) that's my (laughs) fucking story (laughs) vanessa Uh, <laughs> um is it a synonym then if it's the means basically the same thing i mean he was just i guess not super bright arrogant <laughs> you know a pompous describe it pompous a little bit well Good. this is the best story you were absolutely <laughs> right about this story being. i'm right. telling you in fact when the police arrested him and took him in and showed him the actual surveillance tapes he was convinced he insisted that they must be framing him or doctoring the video oh my somehow. God, it's perfect for my favorite meme—the Pikachu meme with a surprise <laughs> face.
1: My face when they showed me on <laughs> security. What? <laughs> cool, we can post that now on our Instagram. There you go. On our Instagram. We'll make that. Yeah. What's his name? MacArthur? MacArthur? When the police showed him his
0: security cam That. He covered in He simply could not accept that like what they were telling him was was true he did not do what he thought he was going to be able to do right. he could not accept that fact um so, so after
1: yeah. they showed him the footage he yes. still was in denial
0: yeah oh, that's yeah. not kruger isn't it yeah he was absolutely in denial saying i did it but there's no way that you have that surveillance of me you had to have doctored that somehow because I had fucking lemon juice on me. How dare you? These poor cups. <laughs> They're just like, give me a fucking break. <laughs> um, so when social psychologists from Cornell University named David Dunning and Justin Kruger ah. hear about this idiot, they want to <laughs> study his case, right? And we
1: gotta write this guy in jail.
0: They want to see how this guy could be so utterly confident in himself. That he would rub lemon juice on his face and rob a bank without even thinking twice. We should and write that, him a letter. That's we have the any key. Instructions
1: about how to escape. It's just an invisible link.
0: Well, the key component in this is really the confidence aspect. Okay. That that he was so confident in himself and his. You're saying that's what
1: separates three. a run of the mill idiot from a Dunning Kruger effect person, right? right? Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, okay. Your adamant so,
1: belief that in whatever it is yes. that.
0: You're presenting evidence to the contrary. And wholeheartedly believing it with complete confidence. Mm, mm-hmm. um, so in 1999, uh, Dunning and Kruger conduct a study called unskilled and unaware of it, how difficulties in recognizing one's own incompetence lead to inflated self-assessments. Um, they have this uh, study published, I guess. Right, I don't know. I ha- I would have had to pay to read it, and I didn't want to. <laughs> so-
1: <laughs> There's the cheap one, by the way. Frugal, we'll say frugal. Uh, yeah.
0: frugal I'm broke bitch, and I was not gonna pay the <laughs> nine ninety nine to read this paper unless it had free shipping. She would have been on top of it. She's
1: <laughs> like, <had> free- <laughs> you don't need to ship it, even though she could have got it on her phone. I promise our listeners, if it would have said free shipping should have been like, no. I, well, that's a deal. That's
0: do it. Yeah, right. that's a
1: deal. Or it said 9.99 99 crossed off 9.97, <laughs> <laughs> free shipping. I
0: kind of have, like they're just making me. can't it. walk away from this yeah. special. <laughs> uh, their study demonstrated that the less competent an individual is at a specific task, the more likely they are to inflate their self-appraised competence in relationship to that task. Meaning that without, self, without the self-awareness of metacognition, which is the awareness and understanding of one's own thought process, mm-hmm. low-ability people cannot objectively evaluate their competence or incompetence. Mm-hmm. So this phenomenon today is known as the Dunning-Kruger effect. Right. Examples. Uh, Well, first, first it's important to note that this effect gets larger and larger the more unskilled one happens to be. So literally, the less that they know about something, the more and more inflation of this confidence and ego.
1: You mean if I Google my symptoms, I'm not smarter than my doctor?
0: (laughs) You are not. (laughs)
1: Uh, Examples. What about about, uh, people who, oh, you're about to give examples. So I I think I was about to step on your toes and and think of one we haven't uh, discussed previously, but um, uh, holistic. Oh, absolutely. Fake doctors, right? That's a good example. I didn't even think about that. Go ahead. Uh,
0: Climate deniers, flat earthers, anti vaxxers, the president, YouTube conspiracy (laughs) (laughs) theorists. Uh, that one weird uncle or cousin we all have. Bad singers on American Idol. Um, that was a big one. <laughs> yeah, that, that is was a, a big one. That was a big um thing that a lot of like newer articles and studies have pointed to. That's
1: a good is one. Is
0: these um yeah like the American Idol, X Factor, those kind of shows where you have those people that it's they're kind of there for like comic relief. Sure. But most of them, when you're seeing them, they're there for us. Well, and when you're seeing them be told no, and they're so absolutely. Or worse, Simon Cowell told them they're garbage. Well, I mean. No, no, no. I'm not saying. (laughs) Listen. (laughs) At some point, someone needs to fucking tell them. I know. Not that it would matter, because the more you tell them they suck at it. Right. The more they're going to tell you how you're wrong. What about their family
1: and friends that told them they were great?
0: Don't you feel like they're enablers? Absolutely. But I also feel like this is why it is so hard for to argue with people like this. It's hard to argue with flat earthers. It's hard to ar- argue with anti-vaxxers because it does not matter the amount of evidence or proof mm-hmm. um, that you bring to them. Their confidence in their own self mm-hmm. destroys anything that you have to say for them.
1: Yeah, you're right. And they
0: can't even see how ridiculous they look to the outside right because they can't perceive how they are actually appearing to other people they have no self-awareness absolutely no self-awareness right when Um,
1: sarah says argue she doesn't mean she just you know goes up to idiots and 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 like argues in the sense of you know yelling and bashing she means you can't have an articulate dialogue with these people you can't bring them to reason in any kind of debate at all no with any, any kind of compassionate approach or abrupt or otherwise, yeah. right? That's
0: yeah. what you mean. Um Dunning actually wrote another book in 2005. He wrote a book called Self-Insight, Roadblocks and Detours on the Path to Knowing Thyself. Um, and in it, he has a quote that said, I thought it was pretty good. It says, if you're incompetent, you can't know you're incompetent. The skills you need to produce a right answer are exactly the skills you need to recognize what a right answer is.
1: Yeah. You ever you met anybody
0: that you think had that?
1: Um, Not like on a Facebook encounter. I mean, really met somebody, maybe talked to them.
0: I feel like I've worked, worked with them. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, I feel like I've had some coworkers that I was like.
1: What about parents? Because you were at a daycare, right? Oh,
0: absolutely. You're yeah. You managing
1: a daycare. You were the boss yeah. and you would tell somebody something and they. so you're a qualified individual wonder, at that point
0: but i wonder if when it comes to parenting if it's not like the Dunning-Kruger. actual dunning kruger effect and more just blind well like, go ahead then with the coworkers. because i know
1: what you're talking about exactly yeah <laughs> you, you know, know what saying? i mean my like it's perfect just, shut up yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, which i don't have that no like i don't no i'm i'm absolutely able to say when my kid's being a dick or <laughs> they've done something wrong and they need to be held <laughs> accountable. You know what I mean? Like it sure. it always weirded me out, the parents that like cannot cannot see two sides to it. it sure. Is-
1: yeah, I'll message you. How's the baby today? He's a monster.
0: You'll be like, I love him, but today <laughs> he's a monster. He's just a monster.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, I mean, I've had coworkers that it feels like no matter what you say or how you try to uh show them like a different approach or a different way of doing things i can't think of like a a real like concrete example um but i feel like we've all probably had those people uh or or our own moments. yeah right yeah we are in denial but i think that's what separates the johnny kruger effect from denial like we eventually come around or exactly
1: like like I like when I apologize for things I did ten years ago, just happened to take ten years for uh-huh. me
0: realize I was
1: being an ass or being yeah. unreliable or not being a good friend or whatever it is, right? Or right. A bad co- or a bad employee, whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and I think what,
1: like I said, that big was so this permanent. Phenomenon. So if somebody has done Kruger, they're probably doomed
0: to I always mean, have I, it.
1: I don't see. Like an endless loop,
0: like a, like maybe a, there's some, like a form of like therapy. Uh, well, you know, what's interesting is that a lot of stuff that I was reading, they were saying that the Dunning-Kruger effect, a lot of times you will see this go hand in hand with people that have narcissistic personality disorder.
1: Oh, like my ex.
0: Yes, so it's she social probably social. has a dunning kruger effect effect, yeah. um, you know, which makes a lot of sense if you know even just a little bit about narcissistic personality disorder. Um, that no, that's no, no, that's actually a good example. Uh, yeah. She
1: or she was pretty good at math, and I asked her what nine times nine is, and she said one hundred and eighty-four. And I tried to convince her, you know,
0: you can't be you good can't at just math
1: teach math and think yeah. nine times nine is one hundred and eighty-four.
0: Right. Right Well that's like me like I always joke around like, oh, if I just say something confidently enough, like people will buy it, right and that was very much X. you do um, that to me all the time yeah.
1: I, you and take advantage of my trust, yeah, it very confidently, and then I will tell someone in front of me, <laughs> "You idiot, and then I'll look it up and I'll be like, <laughs> oh
0: fuck, Tara, why did you say it like that? you're just
1: i I didn't have any idea, I just was I just wanted
0: the conversation to be over. Or oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm gonna be right. Thank you. You know, but that's—I think—that's the difference in like doing little things like that and robbing a fucking bank because you put lemon juice on your face. <laughs> you know, there really is that distinct act of complete self-confidence. That he complete—he had no self-doubt no, at all. He had a
1: genuine belief that this was gonna work. Yeah, genuine. Yeah. More than that, it was going to work. Genuine belief that they didn't have evidence, and if they showed it to him, yep. then it was more likely
0: that they doctored the 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 video footage than that he was wrong. Right. And that's where you see things like uh, I was. Wa- you can if you're more interested in this, um, I actually watched a lot of cool videos on YouTube about it today. If you just type in "Dunning Kruger effect," there's a, a cool like short TED talk. Um, Sam Harris does some some interesting things on it. Are you telling the listeners? Yeah.
1: I forgot Uh, they were here. Sorry guys. (laughs) Cause I was like the video I sent you. Okay. I'll go look it up again. No, the listeners. Yeah.
0: yeah. So they, in one of those videos, they were talking about how, like you said in the beginning, Oh, I web MD'd it. I must know more than my doctor. Right. So people with this Dunning-Kruger effect, when they look something up, say, right. you know, something's telling them that they are having a heart attack, but really they're just, they just have a cold okay? anxiety, or anxiety, something. Because they have this Dunning-Kruger effect, it doesn't matter how their doctor approaches them. In their heads, it is more likely that their doctor is uninformed, doesn't know, is working for big pharma, has some other crazy reptilian overlord conspiracy theory that is more likely than simply they are just wrong about their own symptoms or they googled it wrong or some you know what i mean um so that's again why it's so hard to argue these things with these people and then you get a whole group of them together like in this they just uh, confirm to the curve. It's absolute confirmation bias. Yeah, 100%. You know, uh,
1: it's part of why our health insurance is so high. Not going to go off on that tangent right now, mm-hmm. but it's because they will go and seek another doctor's opinion. Uh, yeah. And they will go straight to the hospital or they'll not take anybody's advice. If, if unless it's telling them what they think they
0: have or what they mm-hmm. think they. They've already self-diagnosed. So until they have somebody that will tell them exactly what it is that they're expecting to hear, those people are wrong. doesn't matter how many people, you know, it could be 50 doctors saying, no, you, you really don't have this. You really are mistaken in this. Right. It wouldn't sway them. Sure. So that's the difference between you and I, when we've been like, no, I will fucking die on this hill. (laughs) <laughs> okay. And then we can get, you know, each other to kind of come down off of it and see from the other side. If either of us had this Dunning-Kruger effect, that just absolutely wouldn't be the case. We would, we probably wouldn't even, um, what's the word I'm looking for? We wouldn't even try to hear from your side. Right. Like, we wouldn't entertain the idea. Respect it, consider it be open to it, right? Yeah, like the guy did. He
1: he just before he even saw the footage, I'm sure he was like, if they have this, it's gonna be doctored.
0: Yeah, like there's no he was completely shocked. Right. And it was such a big story and such a odd fucking weird story that, you know, Donnie and Kruger heard when they heard it. It was just a couple years later that, you know, they had all this study together. And like I said, I couldn't I couldn't find too much about um the exact study that they did. But there have been other studies done since then um, where they would have, you know, groups of people come in and do tests. Um, Some tests were, like, academic tests. And then there was other portions of it, like humor portions, like whether or not you're funny and things like that. Uh Uh-oh. So, in just layman's terms, the stupidest, most unfunny people (laughs) rated themselves the highest of anyone else right you know what I mean? like they always picked that they were going to be whereas dated. funny
1: people were significantly more conservative they,
0: they were cons- uh significantly more conservative in how they rated themselves because they right. could accurately see the entire picture right they knew how much they did know about the subject Okay. Right. They, they were self-aware enough to know, like, okay, well, I know about eighty percent of this, so I'm gonna say I'd be in the, you know, top twenty percent of this test, you know, and that's Or they knew right eighty, now. and they thought they only knew sixty because they,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, might have imposter syndrome, possibly. Which is what I was talking about. Yeah, you you suffer from sometimes. I, don't know I if you suffer. I think we suffer.
0: Yeah, because yeah.
1: Because then you just doubt yourself. Yeah. Uh, what did I say when you, you were saying like, oh, I can't do abortion because c- talk about abortion because, you know, I'm not qualified or whatever. And I told you, what do you I say? Well, I would go look it up and I would just present facts to you and you could completely evaluate them like you're not incapable yeah. of critical thinking and evaluating things. And you did kind of come around. Yeah. But I mean, did you really?
0: i mean i do i did need like some coaching and that's the same thing when we said we were gonna do a podcast i was so excited at first and then a couple hours later when i'm sitting by myself and i'm like who the fuck am i to be like talking about anything like who gives a shit what i have to say about any of it
1: i can't tell you how many times i say that when i'm talking about things right don't i say that to you anyway when i say something very um, definitively in a sense and then i just and then i google it and you're wrong no, no, no. <laughs> what about when I'm right? Because that happens equally.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I give it to you.
0: You give it to me. Yeah. I'm tired. Oh, Going okay, today. fine.
1: You're, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. Sarah, it's, it's five o'clock in the afternoon. I've had a long day. I'm yeah, good. for I'm real. Leaving. Bye. <laughs> no, but I... You're such an ass. I know. Google it and I'm wrong. Uh, you know what's the scariest though? When I am very sure I'm right, but I don't actually know, and then you're googling it, and then you know <laughs> what's the best? When I am right, and I'm like, cool, <laughs> fuck yeah. going to tell Sarah I wasn't sure? Add another tally. <laughs> For the five times, times you've, you've been right. right. Yeah. By the way, nine times nine is eighty-one. Everybody, in case you're still stumped on that one. I was. I I couldn't <laughs> tell you what nine times
0: nine is. You don't you know that too? What... No. And stop. Try- I'm thirty years uh. old. If I haven't gotten it by now. It's never going to work. That's fine. You have a calculator on your phone?
1: Yes. You'll get by in life then, I think.
0: Exactly. Okay. Thank you. So tell me so, about this crippling self doubt Are you sure?
1: Did I just, did I, did I segue? Did I transition too quickly? Perfect. What do you got? No, that's it. Well, I got a quote. You had a quote. I got mm-hmm. one.
0: Okay. What's your quote? It's really long. You want me to read it again? No. Well, okay. What was it?
1: What was the gist?
0: Uh, Basically the skills you need to produce the right, right answer. That's right. Oh, are you? I'm done. <laughs> good. No more. No, I'm good. What's your quote, Vanessa? You're gonna like mine better. Okay. Uh,
1: can I tell you about the person who made the quote
0: first? Why don't you tell me the quote first, and then I'll guess who it is.
1: <sighs> tell you? No, you won't be able to guess it. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, his name's Michael. Day. Montaigne or something. You're right. I would have never guessed that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, he's a French philosopher. Uh, he was a philosopher during the French Renaissance. So we're uh, talking 15, late 1500s. Okay. Early 1600s, right? So, um, And they reference his quote for imposter syndrome because the, the quote is, kings and philosophers shit, and so do ladies. <laughs> and they, yeah, thank you. Okay. I didn't know if you knew that, by the way. No. King's philosophers. Oh, first I'm hearing of this, and and ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so imposter syndrome is is it's a lot. But basically, the more self aware you become. This is me, uh, putting it into my own words, by the way. So it's slightly arbitrary. I guess you could you could argue and, and give your own description, but fuck you, make your own podcast. Thank, Thank you. Me. So, basically, you 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 become so self aware, and you. Um, like we are, I think, I think we are. Yeah. Like to a fault. Yes. Where we probably have imposter syndrome and right. Right. And you don't inflate your ego. You don't, um, ignore your issues or flaws. You take them head on, or maybe you have anxiety and maybe you have insecurities and maybe you feed into them even worse. Yeah. Which is why a good support system is so important for people like that. But anyways, and self-awareness really is otherwise you're just going to believe those intrusive thoughts aren't you that you're worthless that you're absolutely
0: yeah. if you don't have self-awareness and you also have anxiety it will destroy you.
1: I mean, it's good. Yeah, that's why I think a lot of people with some type of mental illness are, you know, going to be leaders one day. So anyways, yeah. It's basically saying that you learn all these things and the more educated you become on something the more knowledgeable you do even in work the um the the more responsibilities you have or the more successful you are there the more and more like an imposter you feel I like. Feel. You feel like people are on the verge of finding you out. Um because you're so aware of your flaws and 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 you know everything. Yeah. And uh <clears throat> you don't more importantly though, you don't see other people that way. They the way you perceive others, feeds into your imposter syndrome because you'll see them in a positive light. You'll only see them performing their job admirably, being accountable if they make mistakes, overcoming those mistakes. Right. right. Or with social media nowadays, you'll see yeah. only what they want you to see with a filter. hmm Right? How many, God, up until I broke up with the ex, our social media looked like we were very happy. Yeah. Some of my friends don't even know that she... Cheated on me and was a horrible person. They're still Wait. liking her shit on Instagram. They don't even know. That's how we sold it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's plenty of people like that. Yeah. So, anyways, the, that perception does it. And uh, there's actually some famous people who have felt the same way. One of them, your favorite, David Bowie. Mm. Uh, he's quoted as saying, I had enormous, David Bowie, by the way, guys. If you don't know who that is, look that up. Um, <laughs> Sarah's like obsessed with Vanessa, them.
0: you don't have to tell. They know who the fuck David Bowie is. I didn't. Oh, my God. So.
1: (laughs) All right. What's his quote? (laughs) I had enormous self-image problems and very low self-esteem. Now, I'm not saying before today I didn't know him. No, I know. Like a long time ago when you brought him up. I I get it. Whatever. I didn't barely know what Marilyn Manson was when you told me about him. Yeah. All right. David Bowie. I had enormous self-image problems and very low self-esteem, which I hid behind obsessive writing and performing. I was driven to get through life very quickly. I really felt so utterly inadequate. Inadequate. I thought the work was the only thing of value. So his work. Yeah. Um, he's, lot, man. I, I, according to the quote, he was specifically talking about imposter syndrome. And then another person, a lot of people know that I like is Tina Fey. Um, she uh, admitted that she's often felt like a fraud. And she said the beauty she said, however, the beauty of imposter syndrome is you facilitate between extreme egomania. So. Mm-hmm feeling really good about yourself, et cetera. Yeah. And a complete feeling of I'm a fraud. Oh God, they're on to me. I'm a fraud. So you just try to ride the egomania when it comes and enjoy it and then slide through the idea of fraud, right? So become self-aware of it and just, you know. Understand you more
0: as why you're thinking that way and what's happening.
1: Yeah, process through it.
0: Yeah. So from everything I read about,
1: um, the only way to, not the only way, but I, the best way to deal with imposter syndrome, believe it or not, is to talk about it. Because no. the more the more you know about how imposter syndrome works, how it starts and all that, you'll realize why talking about it is so important. So I watched a video on YouTube, The School of Life. It's a great channel to learn shit about. Mm-hmm. Very ASMR because the guy mm-hmm. is very monotone, soft spoken, beautiful accent. You'll fall asleep, you'll learn something, it's great. Mm-hmm. You're, if you're a freak, you're masturbate. Whatever. <laughs> listen. Well, people in ASMR, listen to me.
0: <laughs> I... I love ASMR. We, and you're the freak,
1: so that <laughs> confirms my bias. Thank you. But I still
0: you. don't want you to chew by the microphone because I'll fucking die. I also have misophonia, so I can't listen to that. What the fuck people. is that? It's the that thing of when you hear people chew or swallow, it literally feels like someone's putting like a drill in your ear. Mm-hmm. It physically hurts to hear people chewing and... Like in my ear, I can't yeah, you did punch me when I visited you and chewed gum. I remember, yeah. I There's can't, I'll make my kids go spit it out. <laughs> can't stand it <laughs> the moment they get any
1: sort of obnoxious, obnoxious with it. Yeah, You're
0: done. Yep. No gum, so throw it away, no, spit thing. it out. We're done. <laughs> you know what's weird? Go my ahead. mom was the same exact way. Yeah, that's not weird. My mom constantly Apple doesn't fall, spit out far from
1: the gum. tree, right?
0: But my mom also has like a click in her jaw when she eats, it's the worst.
1: Oh, I to so it. she can hear that. Yeah, it's
0: like... he hates
1: it. Yeah. Ugh.
0: The worst.
1: So on this uh, video, they kind of explain where it begins and it does begin where all problems in our lives begin, Sarah. Uh-huh. Childhood. Yeah. And uh, to understand it better, you have to have an understanding of reality versus your personal reality. Do you understand? You're always seeing reality, the world, everything through your eyes only, through your thoughts only. And it, it's two different realities in, the, in, the, in the regard, what you see and how you perceive it, because perception really is everything when it comes to, and we're getting into areas of science that are way well, out there. This is like
0: what I was talking about, metacognition, the awareness and understanding of one's own thought process. Right. But more in imposter syndrome, it's where it
1: flourishes uh-huh. is more about our unawareness of others thought process okay so What I'm getting at is you're constantly in your own head literally you're uh-huh. constantly you're only able to perceive the world from your perception when right. you try to learn from someone else's perception it's still your perception processing that do you understand yeah, what I'm yeah. saying So you never really can truly understand what someone else is going through. You can only try, which is the admirable thing to do. So anyways, it starts in childhood because we have our own reality in our head. Mm -hmm. We're born where adults are already adults, and hopefully they're relatively mature and and well-rounded. Yeah. And you can't imagine your mother or father as a child being children, jumping around, right? You're jumping on the couch doing childish things while the adults sit in the dining room table drinking alcohol, which to us as children tastes disgusting, mm-hmm. and just talking for hours. Yeah. Like on their own podcast. Yeah. Right. Right. And so you, um, you have a skewed perception at that point. And so anyways, you eventually, uh, um, you eventually grow up. And that same concept where you couldn't picture your mother or father as a child because you just never saw them that way, right. you can never picture other people who are successful or work alongside you, your friends, your family, whoever it is, as being just as insecure and flawed and quirky. And a new word that I learned in this list is, oh God, I'm probably going to say it wrong, but gosh, G-A-U-C-H-E, it means lacking ease or grace, unsophisticated and socially awkward. Me. Huh. Right. Right? So, um, so you just don't think people are just as much as you are, yeah. so, which brings me back. The more you understand about why or how it comes to be, how it gets worse, imposter syndrome, you'll realize that talking to other people is the best way to overcome it, uh, to not let talking it. talking
0: be- about imposter syndrome specifically. Well, talking about their insecurities, their flaws, yeah, their thought process—like his quote,
1: right? We don't, yeah. we don't think about the fact that other people shit—that they do they do the same thing we do. Like yeah. everybody poops, yet we're so insecure about us pooping around people or <laughs> doing anything that everybody fucking does. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. We had some other weird ones in there, like. <sighs> gross shit like thinking about fantasizing about family members sexually I thought that was pretty gross but I mean does everybody do that because I don't I mean the closest I got was being scared my dead relative was like watching me doing something or (laughs) or, (laughs) but definitely not that but I guess maybe he was in more of a intrusive thought regard and he just didn't clarify that but um, I mean I'm sure we all have some pretty awkward Horrible thoughts. Just have a horrible thought, and you're just like, "What the fuck? Who's that? Why am I thinking of this?" Yes, because all the time. Horrible thought. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, imposter syndrome will subsequently happen to people who are more self-aware, more educated. Albert Einstein, Neil deGrasse Tyson, people that are experts in their areas don't feel like they're experts.
0: Yeah, that's they- interesting because that's what the husband was talking about, like in his field doing like tech and things like that there's so much you need to know and there's always new like languages and different you know programs and all these things that are coming out that you constantly have to be aware of and learning and the more you learn the more it feels like you don't know what the fuck you're doing Mm -hmm. even though you're absolutely qualified in what you're doing because there's always more to learn it feels like you've never mastered your craft you know what right. I mean? Like, so you do feel like you're kind of this imposter in this, like, how did I get this far? You know, what the hell am I doing? Right. Um. They're going to find me out. Yeah. They're going to figure it out sooner or later that I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And
1: um, I thought about it when they was talking about perception as percentages, like 80% of the time we being the more self-aware and more <clears throat> I'd say you are about bettering yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. So being self aware for that purpose. 70 to 80% of your thought time is criticizing or evaluating. Yeah. And right? Yeah. That could be hard. Can you imagine if somebody was criticizing you 70% of the day? You know what I mean? Because we do it to ourselves. Yeah, I was about to say someone other than myself. Other <laughs> yeah, that would be rough, wouldn't it? Yeah. So it's probably it's probably rough to deal with if you're doing it to yourself constantly. You yeah.
0: I know. I think um, I saw like a quote or something that was like, "If someone else talked to you the way that you talk to yourself, how, how would, would you, you respond?" Feel. Right. You know, like how would you? So profound. You saw it on Facebook. Pretty sure it was like yeah. a, one of those inspirational quotes. Oh. Ever touched Did you heart it? Live, laugh, love. type share thing. it? <laughs> I did not, but yeah. it, it did. It did stick in my head. Okay. You know, so it must have rang a little bit true for myself sure. for to, to stay there.
1: Sure. Yeah. But I think what you also do is you, um, you'll get to the point where you're not about that and you're just like, I need a break. And you'll just do whatever it is that you want to do and not, because you, you do a lot of things that yeah. 90% of the time you, would, you, you do actually. You beat yourself up for it. Yeah. And sometimes you even have to do it and beat yourself up for it for what you're right. doing. Lounging, relaxing, whatever it is, that's your time to do it. Yeah. Even then you still feel like shit though, but you just, you're literally trying to do it to just not think or feel that way.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and I've also done things that I'm like really proud of that I didn't want to share with anyone because I right. didn't feel like it was actually worth, like you, I started to doubt whether or not I should even be proud of something that I All had right. done. Well, that's because you're a perfectionist.
1: So there's five different types of imposter syndrome that I could find. Mm -hmm. I wrote in parentheses, Sarah's probably number one, (laughs) probably number three. So number one is the perfectionist. Uh, Perfectionism and imposter syndrome often go hand in hand. Think about it. Perfectionists set excessively high goals for themselves. And when they fail to reach a goal, they experience major self-doubt and worry about measuring up. Whether they realize it or not, this group can also be control freaks.
0: That's for damn
1: sure. Yes. (laughs) Feeling like if they want something done right, they have to do it themselves. Yes. Um, I think that's why you are the way that you are with those in that regard anyway.
0: Absolutely. Um, Yeah.
1: It says when you miss the insanely high mark on something, do you accuse yourself of not being cut out for your job and uh, bother yourself about it for days on days? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're perfectionist. The other type, number two, is a superwoman slash man. Since people who experience this phenomenon are convinced they're phonies, the phenomenon being imposter syndrome, they're convinced they're phonies amongst real deal colleagues, they often push themselves to work harder and harder to measure up. But this is just a false cover-up for their insecurities. So they never, they work harder and harder, but they never alleviate this imposter feeling yeah. that they're an imposter, right? Yeah. Uh, but this is just a false cover-up for their insecurities and the work overload may harm not only their own mental health, but also their relationships with others. So that's number two. Number three, the natural genius. Um, Some doctors said people with this competence type believe they need to be a natural genius. As such, they judge their (coughs) competence-based ease and speed as opposed to their efforts. In other words, if they take a long time to master something, they feel shame. Mm. Less than. These type of imposters set their internal bar impossibly high, just like perfectionists. Yeah. But natural genius types don't just judge themselves based on ridiculous expectations. They also judge themselves based on getting things right on the first try. When they're not able to do something quickly or fluently, their alarm sounds, get frustrated. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. While other people are like, don't be frustrated. It's your first attempt. Yeah. You just got to keep trying. <clears throat> yeah, Exactly. Uh, type number four, the soloist, sufferers who feel as though asking for help reveals their phoniness are what Young, Dr. Young, calls soloists. It's okay to be independent, but not to the extent that you refuse assistance so that you can prove your worth. I don't, I don't really identify with that one at all. Yeah. Right? I don't need anyone's help kind of thing. Right. Where you feel worse if you need someone's help. Finally, the last one, number five, is the expert imposter. So experts measure their competence based on what and how much they know or can do, believing they will never know enough. They fear being exposed as inexperienced or unknowledgeable. Um, They shy away from applying for a job, posting, unless they meet every single educational requirement, for example. Or they're constantly seeking out training or certifications because they think they need to improve their skills in order to succeed. So that's number five, the expert. So they feel like they have to be an expert or not at all.
0: Yeah. Like not I know people like that.
1: Not engaged with it. Yeah. Oh, you do?
0: Oh yeah. Well, yeah, you. No. Oh not me. <laughs> well, Actually, who? you know what? Yeah, maybe I do relate with that a little bit. Yeah? You know, I had this weird thought this morning. Go ahead. I knew we were gonna be um talking about these topics today. And for some yeah. reason yeah.
1: Yes. We did this all organically and we know these. We things.
0: just knew this right off the top of our head. No, go ahead. Um, I had this weird memory come up because when I was younger, like 13, 14, I really thought someday I was- Which was 10 years ago. <laughs> not that long ago. <laughs> Even before then, I really thought I was like gonna be famous for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't doing anything to make myself famous. I just thought- at some point, like gradually, that's just where my life would be. And I remember thinking, I always thought you'd be a cult leader, but go ahead. Well, that's still famous. So. Well, you'll take <laughs> it? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, you know, Let me tell you, you were a cult leader in training. I have no interest in fame now as an adult. But when I was young, I, there was something about all of that attention that was very... Um, no interest in fame? Go ahead. I don't think so. Not not fame on the scale that like I want to be like a fucking rock star or a model or something like I did back then. You know okay. what I mean? Um, and I remember thinking to myself, like, what would I like buy? You know, I'd have all this like disposable income. What would I buy? And I remember thinking to myself, I would pay people who knew everything about something I wanted to know about. Like, I really liked comic books, right? But I couldn't just drive myself to a comic book store and buy, you know, 50 issues of a comic that I wanted to get into and read them all and know everything about it. And so I had these very specific thoughts back then of, well, when I become famous, I'm going to pay somebody to come over and teach me everything there is to know about that. And it applied to so many things growing up.
1: Just so everyone knows, this is before the internet where she could just Google everything.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I really am that old. Like, <laughs> Why there don't you wasn't. Just think of the internet, Sarah. <laughs> like, there wasn't search engines when I was like 12. There no. was like AOL, you know, but it, d- it was not the same.
1: We weren't aware that that's what it was going to be utilized for, though, were we? No. We're information. It was
0: fucking ASL, lie yeah. your ass off, cyber sex. That's yes. all it was used for. All the AIM chat rooms. Yeah. Remember
1: you did MapQuest where you wanted to go?
0: And print oh, no. it out. I drove us everywhere. But
1: remember when I had to print out <laughs> yeah. places to go?
0: And if you didn't have printer ink, you just had to like copy. Remember it.
1: how much of a disaster it was when I didn't and I had to depend on you for directions and we got lost. in the desert. Oh, I'm
0: horrible at directions. You're I'll terrible. never get us to where we're going. GPS is like the greatest thing that was ever invented for me. <laughs> But I feel like, so I feel like that imposter syndrome has gone all the way back to as a kid where I thought I can't even say that I like this until I know everything about it. You know what I mean? Like I can't say that I like Harley Quinn. You're not worthy is what you're saying. Right. Got it. But what else just came to me is that was very much in the time of like, you remember the word poser? Mm -hmm. like everybody was a fucking poser except (laughs) you yeah yeah like i had a i had a ramones hoodie right go on when i bought the fucking ramones hoodie okay (laughs) go ahead i was like 12 or 13 i got it at hot topic i knew that i always saw punk kids in ramones stuff okay and i wanted to be a punk kid that's what i wanted to be so when i saw it at hot topic and i had the money for i bought it okay What is the first fucking thing that somebody said to me when I went to your favorite song? What's your favorite Ramon song? I didn't know you listened to them, and I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) I don't know anything about this. So I literally had my mom. Never wanted to feel that way again. Never, never wanted to feel like that again. I hated that feeling. But you know, it's interesting that now as an adult, I'm okay. I'm okay with not knowing like every single part of something. I feel like that has kind of subsided a little bit, you know what I mean? That I don't need to know in order to just like something, I don't have to know like the ins and outs of every single part of it. Sure. So it sounds
1: like you had to have one extreme or the other, right? Because one extreme for imposter syndrome would be or something along those lines is just, you know, knowing enough to lie your ass off, not actually knowing it. And you actually are actively being an I, imposter yeah. because you want to be perceived as a certain way, whether right. you want your marriage to be perceived that way. So you orchestrate your Facebook and Instagram to, to emulate mm-hmm. that. Right. Yep. Or you want your education to be like that. Right. Yeah. So not a lot of people that I work with so, first of all, a lot of people that I work with are engaged at work in a professional atmosphere. Uh-huh. Um, ask, here's the questions they ask Were you in the military? Were you in law enforcement? And what did you go to college for? They have no idea that I have no military experience right. and I'm actually a high school dropout. Yeah, that I don't have that. It's all self taught stuff, it's not yeah. imposter stuff. I don't just look up an excerpt and then right. try to pass off, right? But I think that people can do that because I did it right. I, I went and learned and self taught myself. So someone could go and pose as this, you know, Uh I, I I was friends with somebody in my past who's no longer around. So I'm not worried about talking about them. They butt dialed me Uh and they were at work with their coworkers. They work in an educational field. Okay. And so I heard a conversation in the bathroom with a coworker Mm -hmm. and this person that I used to know was telling this coworker how they were in college and how um, at, they had to stop going. Be- they had to stop pursuing their degree because right. there was an issue with um, the money side of it. What's that called? Student like, loans, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Completely fabricated story. No truth to it at all.
0: You knew Nothing. 100%. There was I know no this truth person. Yeah.
1: I, I, I lived with this person. Right. And me being the person right. I am. Let's see if you know me. What did I, how did I respond to that? Did I, A, completely ignore it. Pretend I didn't listen to it, just okay. hung up the phone. uh B went down to that place and stormed in the bathroom, <laughs> called this person out in front of their peers, or C sat them down and said, "Listen, don't be embarrassed, but why do you feel like you need to do that? I'm going to hope it was C No, absolutely it was C. Okay. Uh, in retrospect, you would say she's deserved B, but yeah, C, I think I boy, know who we're talking about. Mm. absolutely. yeah. Um, but she still does that job, so I don't want to go mm-hmm. further. So anyways, C is exactly what I did, and um, they didn't she didn't want any part of that conversation. She wasn't in the mood to learn or anything. It was really like I had discovered a secret, she was going to say what she needed to say.
0: What was the excuse for doing it?
1: What she told me, but here's how I fucked that up. I was not on guard about this person's gonna lie and try to pass a lie I was one just trying to help and empathize yeah Yeah. right so so she um said uh she said what i said in in another word, using other words
0: okay
1: because i led into it with you know i know you want people to respect you there because you're younger and i know that you want people to see you a certain way but you don't have to do these things you're you're you don't have to have college experience to be smart people think i'm in the military all the time i don't sit there and steal valor yeah Right. I say, okay. actually, no. I mean, I can tell them I'm paramilitary from the law enforcement stuff, but I don't, right. I don't okay. let them think I'm a police officer either. Cause I wasn't, I worked at a jail that you're not post-certified. You're a civilian officer.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. I
1: get it. So I tried to talk to her about that and she seemed to just regurgitate what I said and dismiss it. But that's what I'm saying. That she was clearly uncomfortable by the conversation. It was
0: embarrassment or ignorance? It, neither.
1: It was exposure. Mm-hmm. She's not used to that right people don't call her out on her shit. right uh and that's why we didn't work very well
0: yeah uh yeah.
1: but that's what i do you know that's what i do
0: yeah but i didn't
1: call her out like you know, Being an you know asshole. i tried to yeah, yeah i tried to benefit of the doubt and why are you doing that no um because but don't we all do that yes on instagram and facebook and all that stuff yeah i she she, she liked to post a lot of stuff so I'm tagged in a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. but I personally don't like it too much. Yeah. I don't like doing it because I truly feel like an imposter when I do that. Not imposter syndrome. Right. Like I feel like a legitimate imposter. Like I, I don't want to do that because it's just, I feel bad because I feel like there's real people out there that would see that mm-hmm. and, and it'll just further their imposter syndrome or their sense of loneliness or their sense of inadequacy. Inac- in- God damn it.
0: Inadequacy. Inadequacy. Thank
1: you. Yeah. It'll further that because. They'll see somebody that's doing that. And that's just not.
0: Well, that brings up another. That's why nobody likes me on
1: Facebook. (laughs) I'm serious. That's why nobody. That's why I have like. I am thoroughly surprised with people who do not share my beliefs. Or further beyond that. Who have the opposite of my beliefs. Mm -hmm. Like my stepmom or somebody. Right. And I see them liking my stuff because they like your stuff. They're either checking out your timeline or they haven't unfollowed you to see it. Yeah. And I'm like thoroughly impressed by these people. Some of these people I want to judge because I see what they're all about and I think it's, I would just want to yeah. judge
0: them. Yeah. But I can't
1: because I'm like, you know what? The fact that you haven't unfollowed me is incredible. Yeah. Right.
0: Well, I think it plays a lot into this other phenomenon that I heard of recently called FOMO. Have you heard of this? F-O-M-O. <laughs> it's no homo, FOMO. Go ahead. No. <laughs> it's the fear of missing out. And it's like a legitimate psychological, psychiatric phenomenon going on right now. It's purely driven by things like Instagram, Facebook, everything that you're talking about right now. The more you see other people doing things, achieving things, looking a certain way, um, presenting themselves as happy and... Uh, having all of their shit together, you have this fear of missing out on what they're doing, how they're doing it. And so if you start to emulate how they're doing it, maybe you will then have it. Right. You know, um, but they're using a lot of that, the FOMO stuff as like marketing things now. Like think about the fire festival. I think yeah. they even talked about it on that docu series. Good point. Where they were, Uh, all of those like viral marketing ad things that they had leading up to you being able to buy tickets for that event was all very fear of missing out driven right it's showing you everybody's going to be doing this all of your friends the best people and the best things and the best food the best music because they had um uh, influencers promote it yeah, it all started. So how could, like, you can't possibly miss out on this. Mm-hmm. And then you think about it more in your Instagram. First of all,
1: I absolutely your... could miss out on that. I yeah,
0: fuck all that. I have no interest. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Well, Unless <laughs> it's an island full of pigs, I don't, I don't give a shit anywhere near. I don't
1: even Fire! What are you talking about? A bunch of fucking white rich kids getting drunk? No, thank you. Who wants yeah. to do that? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Well, you know, it all failed spectacularly. God, so. God bless it too. <laughs> Loved that documentary. I was like, let me get my drink, I and I started feeling bad for them. And I'm like, what are you doing?
0: Oh, they asked for this. You do, you do get some empathy for them, yeah. right? You know, because, because I'm empathetic. The, I, the bottom line is. We have been conditioned they were conditioned to feel like they could not miss out on that, and so I think it applies to a lot of things as far as our social medias go when you're constantly being percept or presented with this false sense of happiness and superiority and financial gain and things that aren't you know artificial what, happiness, yeah. But then I am so empathetic that I think, well, maybe those people really are happy.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, everybody that. I call stupid and all these things, there is also a huge part of me that actually feels sorry for them. Mm-hmm. But only for the ones who I think are like Dunning-Kruger. They don't know any better. They're not, so, they're so unself-aware. They're, so, they're so stupid in their own ass, literally. <laughs> they're so stubborn and narrow-minded and stupid. They don't, yeah. they don't know any better. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, obviously this excludes people hurting children or hurting victims or
0: doing that things goes like that. goes about saying, if we have to clarify the fact that we're not talking about fucking murderers or rapists or pedophiles, come on, doesn't... guys. <laughs> come on, <laughs> stop listening, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> obviously we're not, you know. We're our really- worst <laughs> podcast
1: host. We've called our listeners
0: idiots. <laughs> yeah, fucking loser. I
1: love our listeners if they crack up at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm
0: stupid because we're all (laughs) we're all like this we all have these little bits of this in ourselves yeah we've all been an imposter in some point of our life sure we've all felt like we were the imposter not wanting to be you know like we've all felt inadequacies we've all felt like i said that we could die on this hill of Bullshit. this is what I believe to be right and no one will ever change my mind I'm always gonna dress like this mom I'm always gonna listen to this music and we've all had to learn the
1: hard way it
0: changed me <laughs> right we
1: all weren't smart enough yeah we've all listen. been there when someone was telling us something we all had to right. fucking burn our hand on that hot stove yeah and that's true yeah I try to tell people I don't think people have to be that way if they just trust the source enough I guess right I don't know I I, I do feel frustrated about things I've had to learn the hard way because I still learn them. Like you're, um, God, who posted? It? it was hilarious. It was something like, uh, oh, is that you? Uh, the consequences to my own actions? Oh, it's the well,
0: Well, well, oh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if it isn't the consequences to my own actions. Yeah.
0: That's a Homer Simpson meme.
1: God, I love it. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. But it's like, you know, 10 years later and I'm still dealing with it. Like I learned my lesson. I've sought to make it right. I don't repeat the same mistake and it still fucking haunts me it still follows me I can't uh, it sucks and it's the hard thing with like like, it's all about isn't it you realize you can't go back well I I really
0: like to promote being like super self-aware right I think if people had more self-awareness there would be a lot less bullshit in the world but then I look at disclaimer on that well but then I look why because it's a very hard life well yeah let me get into it go ahead (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you tell me um as somebody who i believe that i am very self-aware i've done lots of years of therapy and um oh i don't have to tell you why i'm self-aware i'm just very self-aware see what i mean it's the same like impossible well, mean, thing tell where them i, like I work for you if they want to get to that point don't be if don't feel like hmm. therapy is a good thing yeah no it is I, I, yeah everybody should absolutely some therapy. I'm sorry. <laughs> like,
1: I wasn't trying to interrupt you. I want you to say what you want to say, but I don't want you to feel like you're being pompous or arrogant or anything by saying therapy, but yeah. you know, I don't have to tell them. No, you don't.
0: But, I mean, right. No, I get what you're saying. You're not
1: proving yourself by saying that, are you?
0: No. And I but I do believe that I am a very self-aware person. I wasn't always. It took a, a lot of the last probably 9 years of my life really figuring out Who I was in therapy did have a lot to do with that. Medication did have a lot to do with that. And supportive, healthy relationships in my life had a lot to do with me being able to become more self aware. But the problem with being so self aware is that you know when you're being irrational. I know when I'm being too, I can feel when I'm being too hard on myself. I can feel when I need to relax a little bit. I can tell myself you know what you're saying to yourself and how you're feeling right now is irrational and it will pass and you will get through it. But the bottom line is it doesn't change the actual feeling or thought. It sure. didn't make those thoughts go away. Those thoughts are still there. I still have them. Mm-hmm. I just have a different maybe way like coping skill set. Sure. It, but that even that doesn't always work. You know, so it's like I believe I do probably have this imposter syndrome. I, I'm uh, almost a hundred percent sure, I probably have this right.
1: And I think it goes back to the perfectionist, Sarah. That's why, yeah, you. That's why you're saying there's a drawback because you'll become self aware and you'll realize you're still not perfect. Right, it's not a solution, but it's yeah. not to be perfect. Yeah, and
0: well, we had a little bit of a conversation like this when you were visiting last, and I was getting very like out there with these like silly alien belief thing chaos magic that i had chaos magic you were selling
1: it hard i don't know if
0: we'll ever do an episode on that because that's a (laughs) it's a tough one for me i love chaos magic i love hearing about it and learning about it and thinking let me ask you a
1: question honestly Uh uh-huh sorry to throw this at you live well recording don't delete it it's okay i'll just cut it out be honest don't bullshit because we're recording okay promise i promise okay it's so stupid to you. you. probably think it's gonna be so profound. It's not it's so <laughs> selfish. <laughs> but um, were you mostly, majority, not okay. completely, were you mostly concerned with having that conversation with me because I am the rational one that reels you back in? Or are you not wanting to have that feeling period at all? I don't want to have that feeling
0: period or discussion at all.
1: Are you ashamed of it?
0: I am ashamed because I feel like I should know better.
1: Than to believe in supernatural things or yes. chaos magic and
0: yes. Okay. I, I do know better. I should know better. I don't need to, you know, be having this belief. But that's where coming back to what I was saying is you had said to me, like, how how is why do you need the alien part? Why do you need the magic part? Can't you just see like how right. how yeah. amazing this is on its own? The reality the- is that universe, we're on a fucking yeah
1: blue planet rock in the middle of a solar right. system in the middle of a galaxy amongst billions of other galaxies in yep. this by all accounts measurable infinite universe spinning right. so fast that if I drop this it'll hit the ground like that kind of science bullshit that I dropped I said I did yeah. I meant that why I want to know why, why do you need do more, you and other people need something supernatural to be attached to that isn't that just yeah. That's
0: And that's measurable. That's observable. That's testable exactly. that things are really, well, here's the thing reality is the more I read about Dunning Kruger and the little bit that I read about imposter syndrome and, and the little conversations I've had with you and the husband and all that about these things, it brought me back to that conversation. And I think I, I'm, I can't say a hundred percent because I haven't, thought on it enough. This is a new thought that came <laughs> today. And I will need a couple nights to sleep on it.
1: But go ahead, speculate.
0: But my speculation is that the belief in the things like the aliens and the chaos magic and the, you know, conspiracy of of that little thing that I like to talk about is that those beliefs are solely based on having to believe that there is something outside of your control that you don't understand. Right. You, we can't. I can't possibly understand the full realm of chaos magic. Yeah, I just have to believe it. So you're thinking uh, that there's wonderful things you haven't thought of? No, let me finish, you ho. <laughs> so I'm such an asshole. Uh, I'm sorry. Go and so when you were saying, you know, there's all of these like really beautiful, real. There's like real reality to this, right? Mm-hmm. The enormity of that science. The enormity of that, you know, the specialty of all of those different kinds of scientists and all the different kinds of, of science and, and real work and studies and funding have had to go in to learning those, how the world works. For me to just sit down and try and learn and comprehend and understand those things, is so overwhelming. I feel like I would never be able to tackle that subject. I would I'm not smart enough to understand how that works, right? But I am creative enough to think, yeah, maybe there is such a thing as magic. Maybe David Bowie did dabble in the occult. Maybe, you know, there is aliens that are really, you know, just controlling
1: that all of this for us. Tangible. You can hold onto it. You can keep it in your brain for longer than a second before you're just like, before
0: I feel so overwhelmed by it. Sure, right. Sure. Because, and I think a little bit of it is the fact that it is pretty silly. Right. And so in my head, I'm like, well, if I don't fully understand it, it doesn't matter because it's bullshit anyways. It's just fun to think about.
1: It's because you're a control freak.
0: Yes, very much so.
1: Yeah, it's because you're a control freak and you don't, you yeah. don't listen. It's very very humili- humiliating, humbling thing to think about. But I'm going to tell you what, I there isn't a moment I try to think about it and I don't feel completely overwhelmed. I have to stop thinking about it. Because if you think about it too much, you can't focus on your mundane life, right. like having to go to work and pay bills and do all these things because you realize how small and insignificant you are. However, it adds a perspective to all other faucets of you as an individual partaking in a society and on a planet. Yeah, because we're so fucking crazy killing everybody and doing all these fucking things and and hating people for arbitrary reasons Yeah, that we really think that it's all about us as humans, right? Or your religion tells you it is and all facts point to otherwise and it makes you feel really small and insignificant. So the first thing I felt when I did try to grapple these things and learn these things is exactly what you went through. I was terrified. I didn't want to focus on it. But yeah. when you do, when you swallow the bottle, what's at the bottom is liberation, which is why one of my favorite quotes is the thing about truth, whether it's hurtful or whatever, it's liberating. Yeah. And it, and, and, and it makes everything easier because it's like you can get so caught up in your own head and your own drama and your own bullshit and you've got plenty of options. Number one go-to is there's always someone that has it worse that's, that's yeah. less deserving of that stress right. and pain than you. Right, yeah. and then the other part of that is how small and insignificant we are. Just try to yeah. enjoy your day, you know yeah. what I mean, Enjoy what you have and do what you can. so I mean, I get that, but don't feel like people who are aware of that, like Neil deGrasse Tyson or any of these guys, are mm-hmm. any less trembling by that. they are yeah it's, it's very it's it is rough, it is heavy stuff, and I can get why you and other people would be more into supernatural. I would say I'm more intrigued by that or excited by those things? Because I was really excited to have that conversation with you. Yeah. The reason I couldn't get there though, is I wasn't ready for you to be the one (sighs) feeling so strongly about that. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. And I had to understand why someone I never thought would be like that is like that. When all I needed to do was think about exactly what I experienced when I think about reality for real Uh right and how overwhelming that is and then I could completely understand I'm so stupid
0: that's the reason I also think it's good to to point out and say like that that feeling that I got of like I can't possibly learn everything about the the solar system and how how we fit into that and and why why we are on this planet and all that I can't possibly learn all of that I don't even know where the fuck to start but I think the more important lesson out of that is like just fucking starting you don't have to know you don't have to be the expert right well we don't know we have experts right these are the things science can't answer this is why
1: science can't stand against religion strongly right now yeah. because it well it could answer it it could just make up a something with no evidence and yeah. just counter religion with, uh-huh. its, with religion's own method yeah right It's not how science works yeah you can observe it and reproduce it or you can't yeah that's, and that's the end of it and until you can it's a theory or it's false if it's going to be proven wrong, yeah. right? And if it can't be proven wrong, but it can't be proven right, and then it's just a theory. Yep. But anyways, they don't know why we're here and all that stuff. But I, I like you saying that you can get on that first step because I wouldn't want to solve all those problems with you. I'd, I'd like someone to just just
0: know about yeah. it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just be like, how could this be? Like, how can and we I think that's, without-
0: a, that's a- an easier a- approach to it than saying, I need to know everything about this topic before I feel like I can have any type of say on it. So you're you're also an expert. No fuck. So you're also an ex- you're all five. Oh man! Soloist expert. And the That's why forget. I'm always exhausted.
1: Oh, that means the show's over, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so if you were liking it, welcome to my world. Where too bad you're gonna have to wait till I find time next week.
0: No. <laughs> what yeah. are we gonna talk about next week?
1: Um. I have no
0: idea. <laughs> what do th- you want to talk about? I think I'm going to do a true crime. Go ahead. I, d- I don't know which one yet. But I oh, think yeah, I'm going to. Yeah, I think I'm going to do a true crime next week. Hmm. I'll do a false crime.
1: <laughs> hey. I'll just get you totally invested. And I'll be like, by the way, that never happened.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Made it all up. Yeah. <laughs> you just go like, what? I never saw this. What? <laughs> it was on the news. Da, 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 da. Oh my god. And if You say it confidently enough, I'll just believe you. <laughs> exactly right. We're gonna fool Sarah.
1: Now I'm gonna do true crime, true crime, and you're just gonna be like, mm-hmm. We'll see. Doubt oh, it. Man. Are you just uh, bullshitting me? So what true crime are you gonna do? Or what are you thinking about possibly doing? Um we know you don't like to do spoils, but come on.
0: Well, I did wanna uh look into that one about the lady who was just arrested for that crime she committed in eighty one. Where's she she murdered her own child in 81 she tossed it over an overpass or something mm-hmm. yeah and was never caught until just now this year she's like an old woman now how is she existing how is she living her life peacefully well that's what i hope i'm gonna find out You're not exposed as a psychopath but you know it hasn't gone to like prosecution or anything yet so there might not be a whole lot of like evidence i can look at you know what i mean well you can touch base yeah, but maybe I can just do like a little, you know, let everybody know what's going on, and then hopefully, as the case progresses, I could, you know, do updates and stuff like that. Throughout you know what show. I'm excited about, true crime wise?
1: Hmm. Hulu's rendition of Gypsy Rose and her boyfriend killing her mom. The Munchausen you know by Proxy syndrome. When does that come out? March something. I want to say. Fuck. What if it's already out? I want to say March 20th because. Well, I'm not going to say when we're recording, <laughs> but it hasn't right. come out yet. Uh, what's it called on Hulu? Uh, Gypsy Rose. The act is the what act. it's called. Um, and I don't know when it releases. Yeah, March twentieth. i was right. Okay, so maybe I'll do that case. Do you know a lot about that case? No. Okay, but I'm into it. Good. Like I know what munchausen by, by by proxy is because of that case. Okay. You know how it is, you're on Facebook. You click an article. It tells you like two paragraphs, which doesn't even get into it. Right. And you see this word yep. munchausen by proxy and you know me i'm like ooh i need to know what that and is right up. um Whereas i don't me, think you I can see like all of the murder and i'm like ooh if you wanna <laughs> do want to <laughs> do that one if you want to do that one next next recording
0: mm-hmm. the
1: day of the recording because we record at night you're gonna have to watch all of it no way I don't need to
0: watch. Oh, them. you don't, don't even want to. You don't it. even
1: care about Hulu. You just want to do research and do it. Yeah, cool. I already
0: know the story. I can I'll tell you it right now. I want to
1: watch it on Hulu because I want to hear it from you.
0: Yeah, and I think our episode will will release before the movie, so that what might be kind of cool. What am I cool. going to do? Like I was thinking about doing jody well, aris because I saw her at the jail what? and I worked at the jail, but I fucking hate her. I don't want to do it. You know, I don't know a whole lot about Munchausen by proxy, so I'll do that part. God, who so, is yeah. Dana
1: Scully? Every time. I'm not a bottom. I'm so
0: pissed. (laughs) One of these days I'll throw like a really good like alien topic at you. You'll just have to devil's advocate it for me and sell it to me. Even though you completely do not believe it. Oh, oh, we have a role reversal episode. Yeah, that would be great. I try to
1: convince you some bullshit. Yeah. And you're just like, nah.
0: No Alex Jones shit. (laughs) I feel like I do that anyway.
1: I try to convince you of things that you think is bullshit. Yeah. You're just like, "Uh uh-huh. Come at me with an nice.
0: alien conspiracy. I'll believe it right away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Before I even get into yeah. it. You're like, I believe it.
0: <laughs> Alien's perfect. I believe. Yep.
1: <laughs> Say no more, fam. Right. Okay, we're
0: only five minutes into recording. Fine. <laughs> so because I think that the Gypsy Rose Blanchard case, I do believe that does have a lot to do with Munchausen by proxy. That that could be a really cool episode next week. All right. So then I'll, I'll, I'll take that. on the true crime aspect of it and you can take on the psychological aspect of it we'll bring it together and i i think that would be really entertaining can you do it like kind of like you did kai on yeah, the absolutely. practice episode
1: for people who want to see it it's on facebook um is it on instagram or just facebook it's on facebook YouTube and facebook
0: yeah uh, on facebook you can just visit our page this podcast sounds exhausting um instagram tpse podcast okay. or our webpage. page this podcast but do you sounds know- com. That's our webpage. Yeah, or you can email us at this podcast sounds exhausting at gmail.com. <laughs> Listen, just put this podcast
1: sounds exhausting wherever,
0: and it maybe it'll probably it'll probably get to us. Yeah, we're just
1: tagging it everywhere. Right. Um. But you remember Kai? Uh, you told the story. You said it with the him driving with the guy, but you told it like a story. Yeah. I thought that was really good.
0: That's what I love to do. So that's what really I'll think do. I need to
1: shut the fuck up more.
0: No. So- Yes. Because when you tell
1: us, yes, I do, because you are so interesting and I need to shut the fuck up because I just am so used to having a conversation with you. I know. And I know I'm going to get the story and I know I'm going to But get I, don't
0: wanna that. I don't want to lose that. I don't want to lose the entire aspect of that, of the, act- of the conversation part. I got to it. cut it down though. And The way to cut it down, mm-hmm. help me. Okay. Help me help
1: myself help you. Okay. Makes sense. What do I do? Telling a story. Uh-huh. I'm just going to be... I'm gonna be like a listener. I'm not even gonna realize I'm on the show. You'll be okay. like, so what do you think? I'm like, who? Oh me. Oh me. <laughs> yeah. But no, because you're pretty good at the storytelling. You think you can do that or is that too much? You already feel the pressure.
0: No, I don't feel the pressure at all because I'm really I love this part of it. Yeah, cool. And I love storytelling. I'm a big reader. I love doing yeah. research. I love writing. And so I that part of it gets is exciting to me, putting the pieces together and figuring out how I'm gonna like tell the story. I'm excited about that. And I love, like, learning things. (laughs) So I am interested to see how Munchausen by proxy can play into this. And I'm very interested in the fact that I don't have to do the research for it. You do.
1: (laughs) And listen to me. Your little story (laughs) about you being whatever age, Mm -hmm. some young age, thinking about paying people to tell you everything. Let me tell you how smart my best friend is. Let me explain (sighs) something to you people about how intelligent. Oh, the saying work smart not hard yeah <laughs> work smarter not harder let me tell you how smart she is she went and married someone like that and then made me her best friend because we are oh, yeah. absolutely your google for that shit exactly you're a cheater
0: <laughs> i know <laughs> you
1: circumvented the rules yeah <laughs> and that- you're so and it's a testament how cheap you are because you're like how can i get that <laughs> not a discount. <laughs> how can i get them to really love me And tell me how wonderful I am. I've got a great idea.
0: I know. My poor husband, every time I'm like, hey, can you show me how to like record our podcast? And he'll be like, Yeah, yeah, come here. I'll I'll show you how to do it. And then somehow I just magically like disappear from the room. (laughs) Like like something happens where I'm like, Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Just keep going. Keep, I'll be right back. And then like an hour later, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Is it ready? Are we good? You're to go?
1: watching Bob's Burgers and <laughs> yeah.
0: don't eat a snack. I've still never learned how to like open the program <laughs> to fucking re- record this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Now, because you're used to having that information to your right. you exploit it. That's the thing. You have to surround yourself with healthy, loving relationships. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. these people are healthy and they love me and they let me you know get through my day the easiest way possible <laughs> <No kidding. laughs>
1: all right well thanks for tuning in guys you already know what the next one's about yeah, so I'm go excited. do research if you don't know about it who doesn't know about gypsy or Road? don't do your research and just let me
0: tell you about it
1: let me tell you so it'll be yeah. the best version yeah wow yeah that's a good point yeah, yeah. show your loyalty loyalty listeners
0: Right. No research. No research. We'll Just do Just wait this. a week. Yeah. We'll Unless free. you're
1: smart and you're binge watching us 20 years in the future.
0: Or you really liked your crime and you already know about this, but you'd like to hear my annoying voice tell you all about it.
1: And my obnoxious, witty <laughs> remarks and comments about it.
0: Well, I have one for these since you know more about it than I do. You think? Oh, I'm sure. Wonderful. Yeah. Can't wait. All right, guys. Thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you next week. See you next one. Bye. Bye. (laughs)